Welcome to the Abortion Recovery Network podcast. We are group leaders helping group leaders with abortion recovery ministry through informal and casual conversations. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas, founder and board chair of the National Memorial for the Unborn, and Mindy Lefeshore, founder of An Even Place Virtual Abortion Recovery Ministry. As I began An Even Place in January 2022, I wanted to talk with other abortion recovery ministry leaders to share the vision I had and learn whatever I could about abortion recovery ministry. As I talked to some amazing women who I now call friends, I was surprised to learn they were as eager as I was to hear from other leaders. An idea was birthed to start a podcast of leaders by leaders for leaders from all over to share experiences, ideas, challenges, joys, and learn from one another while doing your laundry, cooking your dinner, or driving in your car. Linda and I met the fall of 2022. I shared this idea with her and she jumped on board. Our desire is to allow you to enter our conversations with other abortion recovery leaders, learn the nuts and bolts of how they lead their groups, and connect with one another to build a strong network of leaders helping leaders reach the millions suffering with an abortion experience. Lynn and I are here in this episode to kind of piggyback off of what we just talked about with Robin Fuller. And she gave us some really good ideas to avoid burnout. And one of those is to know how to say no, basically to put up your boundaries, to know when your boundaries are. And um, uh, Linda is going to read to you an email. I, I believe you found it, correct? She's looking for. It. I'm going to get looking minute. for it, or I can she's just gonna tell read. the story. You I can get the general idea. <laughs> okay. Well, she's going to tell a story, and it's an email that came to us um, through Tanya and Trisha, Tanya Flores and Trisha Lewis from Reproductive Loss Network, because we get their monthly emails, and this is so powerful. This story, but I do want to make sure they get credit for the story because this isn't us. Yes. But we want to just talk about it in response to putting up boundaries and why this is so incredibly important and how the load can get heavy. And maybe when we're feeling a heavy load, maybe that's when we go on that personal retreat and we say to ourselves, what are we carrying that was never given to us by God to carry? Right. What burdens right. are not ours? It says to carry one another's burdens, but we aren't to carry everybody's burdens. Everybody has a role to play. And we need to let people play that role or let God play that role and not do anything at all and let God deal with that person in that situation. So this is something for all of us. It's really, really difficult. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Linda. Are you ready? Super challenging to me. I am. And, and like Robin, like Robin was in the past one that we were just at was saying is um, it's too easy for us to take on things that God doesn't mean. So a little story. I used to love to tell stories when my guys were little. Uh, once upon a time, there was a man walking along the road, and there was God in front of him. And God said, I have a special assignment for you. And he said, great, tell me what to do. And God had a wagon there, and he took three large stones and put them in the back of the wagon. And he said, I need you to pull this wagon down the road, through these towns, and up the top of this mountain, and leave the wagon there. And the guy said, sure, I can do that. Thank you, God. And he was so excited to have an assignment from God. 
the first town he went through along his way, he stopped for a sandwich. And the innkeeper said, uh, where are you going? What are you doing? What's in your wagon? And he told him, I have an assignment from God. And the innkeeper threw up his hands and said, praise the Lord. You are an answer to prayer because I have this bag of pebbles that needs to go to the same top of that mountain. Could you take them along with you? And the man said, sure, my load is light. I'd be glad to take him for you. So they loaded the, the sack of pebbles on the back of his wagon and off he went. And it was still light. It was still easy to carry. And he went along his way. Well, right along his way, one of his best friends lived. So he stopped in to say hi. And his best friend was said, again, where are you going? What are you doing? And he told him that he had assignment from God. And the best friend said, oh, you could do me such a favor. I really need help. I have this bag of potatoes that needs to go to the top of that mountain. Could you take them along too? And so he said, sure, and loaded them on and off he went. Now the wagon was getting a little bit heavier, but he could still make it just fine. So he trudged on, still thrilled that God had given him an assignment. Well, he stopped another place and there was a farmer who had some big flat pieces of shale that, and um, he was standing there by the side of the road and, and he stopped and said, uh, can I help you with something? And he said, I have got this shale. It was on this other wagon. My wheel broke. I can't take it. It needs to go to the top of the mountain. Could you help me? And he kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit longer this time because the wagon was getting heavier. But he in the end thought, God's given me this wagon. I could do it. Sure, put him on there. So he put him on there. And on he goes. When he gets to the bottom of the mountain and starts going up, the wagon was quite heavy. And he started sweating. And he started fretting. This wagon is too heavy. He got halfway up and he just had to stop and he cried out to God, God, this wagon is too heavy for me. I need help. And there appeared God. And God looked at him and he looked at his wagon and he said, what is in your wagon? And the man began to explain, well, my best friend had this bag of potatoes. This other man had his, his wagon broke down, so I'm going to help him. And God began, one by one, to take the things out of the wagon. And he turned to the man and said, That was their load to carry, not your load to carry. All you need to carry are the stones I put in your wagon. That was your assignment. The end. <laughs> that is so powerful. I have some questions for you, audience. This is going to be a short a little session, but first off, what are the burdens you are carrying that were not yours to carry that God himself did not give you to carry? And as Robin pointed out, some of those can be the burden of a client who has made an undecided choice and they're walking out and you are carrying that burden as though somehow you can make a change in that person's life and heart and mind, right? What about um, the burden of a really sick family member that you're carrying into your ministry that you can't change? You can't do anything about the sickness is in God's hands. Are you unloading that burden to him? What are the burdens that you're carrying that God is not requiring you to carry? So sit back and identify what are the rocks that God gave you 
and then ask him, what are the pebbles that others have put in your wagon that are creating such a heavy burden? And then ask yourself and take this before the Lord. How can you unload your wagon to get back to the rocks that God gave you so that you can carry that load with him without that extra burden? And the other thing that Robin said that really struck me was who made you the savior? (laughs) You know, and I think we're all guilty of that. We all feel like we're doing this this good work to help these women heal from abortion yes Um, but we have got to keep in mind that we have to be faithful to do what god's told us to do to lead the groups to lead the retreats Mm -hmm. but then we have to leave the results in his hands because that is not our job we are not the savior Yes. So that means we have to say no to some things. We have to say no when it's beyond our, we have to understand our time limit, right? We talked about that a little bit with Robin and how I read that in a book and I'm going to have to find that book so that y'all can read that book. It's on my shelf. Um, But talking about the fact that God gave us time, there was time in the garden. There was time before the fall time was created in the seven days. How much more are we constrained to time after the fall? And we're living during the fall, the fallen world. So we are constrained to time and we need to understand that that's not weak. It's not weak that we need to say, okay, my time is done at this time. And I need to um, say that I'll get back to you tomorrow. That's not weakness. That's not insensitivity. It's not being cold and uncaring. It's reality. Our technology has given us more access to people more readily and we're impatient. And maybe we just need to work on that, that fruit of the spirit of patience. As Robin mentioned, I, I like that she said that when you go into retreat, ask yourself, how am I displaying the fruits of the spirit? Patience. Am I letting myself wait for an answer during business hours rather than putting an extra burden on my boss or my coworkers? Mm-hmm. Patience. You know, Mindy, where I struggle with it, too, in the whole time realm is, you know, Paul tells us to pray without ceasing, you know, and, and, and as we're leading in, in abortion recovery network, we, we are laboring in prayer mm-hmm. for these women. And but how to do that with passion, um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth yeah. much. So we, we know that we need to do that, but how to let the Lord carry that weight and not us bearing that emotional weight, even as we're praying yes, yes. that it's in that open hand yes. of the, uh, it, it's the Lord's not ours. Yeah. That's such a good question. And you brought that up with Robin and I don't know that it sufficiently got answered. Not that she is the one that has all the answers, but um, I think honestly, and for me, uh, what I have to do is I have to journal it out. So I think for all of us, it's going to be different, right? Because we all think and, and function differently. But for me, I have to, to, in order to get it out of my head, I have to either speak it, write it, or get outside. Like I have a my walk where I can go walk. There's nobody around. So I can talk out loud and not look silly and foolish. And um, I, it's <laughs> like, I feel like I get all my thoughts up in the sky, you know, and I get it out yeah. of my head. So for each of us, that's going to look different. I don't know what that would look like for you, Linda, but um, it's, I think putting it before the Lord and then over and over and over and over until we get it in our own head and mind. Cause it's not that God's not taking it. It's that we don't mm-hmm. get it. I think that mm-hmm. we hold on more than mm-hmm. we need to mm-hmm. and understanding we're not 
Again, we're not being insensitive and uncaring and unfeeling by not absorbing that all the time and letting it consume us. Rather, we're trusting right. God. Right. We're trusting even that thanking he's Him for what He's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And getting to the place that in, in even in those prayers that we're thanking yeah. Him yeah. for the work that He's doing, and then just leaving it in His hands. Yeah. Because isn't it true that even in pregnancy center work, no matter or abortion recovery work, we're there to just present truth. Mm. We're not there to change lives. We're there to present truth. Truth changes lives. Right. And that's between them and the Lord. That's not really between us. That is not our job. It says, go and tell, make disciples. And I think the hardest thing is when someone doesn't accept and doesn't yeah. um, oh, absolutely. take the word. And, yeah. and what helps me is to, to realize in those cases where, whether it's in pregnancy center, a woman goes ahead and chooses abortion or an abortion recovery where uh, someone quits halfway through and, and rejects uh, the forgiveness that God has for them, to know that even Jesus had people after he had presented truth that walked away unchanged and that people have a choice. That's beautiful. You know, there's a, a verse in Acts, it's Acts 20, 32. And it says, so now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And I think if we can keep that verse and that truth before us, because he is commending them to God. And I think when we are working and I have to remember this because I, I'm, so I'm totally speaking to myself here when the ladies go through our groups, right? Or they come into the pregnancy center and they're thinking, thinking about abortion or they're making bad parenting choices. I mean, for crying out loud, God didn't mm-hmm. stop us from making bad choices. Why do we think we can stop others? <laughs> wow. But that's powerful. So this verse is commending Paul, I believe is at this point writing this. He's commending it or Luke. I don't know Next, who's speaking Luke. these words. I don't okay. know who's speaking the words actually in this because I'm just looking it up on my app. So forgive me here. I don't know where, what the context is at this moment, but I love the words that he's saying. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. If we have introduced them to the Lord, or if they say they know the Lord and we've given them truth, that's what we do. We need to do that in our heart and mind. I need to do that in my heart and mind over and over and over, commend them to God and the word of his grace, right? Because he is able to build them up and to give them an inheritance. He alone, not us. And I think of all the stories that I've heard over the years of a woman that started in in an abortion recovery ministry and it just didn't stick. And five years later, God brings her back around Mm. or takes her to another format, you know, to a retreat or a Bible study or something else. And that seeds that we planted back then where we thought we failed, (laughs) God has been growing that underground sending the roots down and then so the fruit true. comes later so um, and again it's it's up to him i mean he we plant the seeds and he is the one that that causes the growth in yes. his time yes there is um a book i read called the next right thing and i can't tell you the author's name off the top of my head but in it she talks about and i thought this was such a beautiful picture she talks about that sometimes we need this well when you think about a seed being put in soil think about its environment in that moment. It's in a dark, damp environment. There's no sun on it, Mm. right? There's no light in there. And sometimes we 
need to be in that dark, damp environment in order for us to die, break open Mm -hmm. and grow Mm -hmm. upward. And so that, if that's the same for us, it's the same for those we're ministering to. And that's just what you're saying. She needed to step out was all she could take, Mm -hmm. but God was still doing a work in there. That work that we can't see that work where the sun and the soil and all of that is working together for that seed to change and be transformed into a beautiful fruit, a bearing life-giving plant. Boy, I needed that reminder right now. (laughs) Oh, me too. (laughs) Well, thank you, Lord, for this extra little uh, sweet episode. And um, thank you, Linda, for staying on with me. Bonus, That's great. And uh, we appreciate all of you that you, the work you are doing and pray for you um, that, that God would um, regenerate you and be the source of your power and that you would do mighty things. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And Linda, I just, I, I can't, I can't just get off and say nothing. I'm so glad you said that because we don't ever do that. We don't ever say thank you to our listeners, but we, we do thank you. We know we, we, both of us lead abortion recovery groups. We know how challenging it is. Linda was an executive director at a pregnancy center. I worked in a pregnancy center. We understand the challenges that you're facing. And um, we want, that's why we're doing this podcast because we want to come alongside you. And we hope to give you a little bit of excitement and enthusiasm to say, you know what? I can go that extra mile. I can do that next day. Thank you. I'm not alone. I'm not doing this by myself. The thoughts that I think aren't crazy. It's just me being my flesh and Mm -hmm. I'm the Lord and I get to hear how everybody else is doing this. So I, his power in his power, I agree hundred percent with that.